Hey there, you're listening to the Chamber Connection Podcast, conversation to keep you connected, featuring members, partners, and friends of the Ork Area Chamber of Commerce. The opera is not something that is typically synonymous with rural Nebraska. Usually when we think of the opera, we think of a larger metropolitan area, maybe like New York City. You wouldn't think a portion of this state is known for being an opera hub, or even that people move to Nebraska to expand their opera career. The UNL Opera is a perfect example of Nebraska being an artistic hub. For this episode of the Chamber Connection podcast, I'm joined by Suna, stage director for La Triviata, a production by UNL Opera. This timeless opera will be making its way across the state of Nebraska, including a stop in Ord at the Golden Husk on Sunday, March 5th. So please enjoy Suna. All right. Hello, Suna, and welcome to the Chamber Connection podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're glad you're here. So um, we're going to talk a little bit today about UNL Opera's upcoming show at the Golden Husk. But first, I want to just get to know you a little more. And um, so what's your role with UNL Opera? Sure. Well, I'm the stage director for this show. Uh, the director of our opera program is Bill Shomas, who's been at Ord several times. And I actually had the opportunity to join him last year for Amal and the Night Visitors as the mother. And so I'm really looking forward to going back to the Golden Husk this time as the stage director of this show rather than as a, as a fellow performer. Um, at UNL, this is my second year here. So I've done kind of a variety of, of teaching roles too. I, I teach a dic- couple of diction courses and uh, last semester I taught a musical theater class that that did a lot of performances around town here. And then I also teach applied voice lessons. Oh, cool. So is is opera kind of like your your like favorite genre that you like working with or do you work with other like genres of music or? Oh gosh, opera is... Absolutely something that I I love very, very deeply. And I've studied it for a long time and I've sung it for a long time. I don't know if I have a favorite genre, honestly. I I love musical theater. I love working with Indian pop artists. I love all kinds of music. I love art song and recital music. So uh, opera is very near and dear to my heart. And this is... um, one of the biggest productions that I've gotten to be a part of in this capacity. And so that's really exciting for me to, to, to also be able to uh, be a part of all of the art, are the other kinds of art that are involved in opera. That's something that I think is really unique about music theater in general is that you get to work with visual artists and with instrumentalists and you get to work with all different kinds of of singers and character development and their acting and things like that too. So you're really bringing all of the arts together into one with something like this. So that's something I think is really special. That's cool. I I always love hearing um, stories about like how people get involved um, in opera. And I made it a point when you guys were here for Amal, um, let's see, a little over a year ago, because I got to be a part of that show and was just so curious of how everyone got involved in opera, because it just doesn't seem like it's such like a niche thing, especially in Nebraska, you know, Mm -hmm. to to be so interested in like this genre. So what drew you to opera and how did you get involved? Well, for me, I started taking voice lessons when I was a freshman in high school, 
And one, one day my voice teacher gave me an aria and it was from uh, the Barber of Seville. And it had all of these fast notes and I was really excited about the challenge. And then after a couple of weeks of working on it, she pointed to the music and she said, you know, in this part here where, where the melody repeats, you can do whatever you want. You can ornament it and you can make up your own melodies. And I thought that was just the coolest thing that opera singers got to be kind of improvisers and on the spot composers at the same time. And so for me, the, the challenge of being able to be creative on my feet and also explore all of the things that, that my body could do, you know, opera singers are able to to sing and be heard over sometimes an 80 piece orchestra. And it's just, it's amazing what the, these two little bits of muscle are capable of in when, when you know how to use it in, in artistic and efficient ways. And so that's what really got me hooked, I think, was being able to sing that aria and be creative with it. And, and it also had a little bit of an attitude, which didn't hurt. You know, I, I liked being able to play a role with a little bit of attitude to it. <laughs> Oh, that's such a cool perspective. Because I think like the lay person who's doesn't like isn't interested in opera, or maybe even hasn't seen one, probably wouldn't know that you get to put that creative spin on it. Because, you know, there's so many like timeless operas that people are a part of that you think, oh, it's got to be the same every time. But so that's right. so cool to see that perspective of like the creativity part is what drew you. But yeah, uh, well, and I will say that different time periods of opera are some are more creative than others in that capacity. You know, you're always able to put your heart into whatever type of opera that that you're embodying. But um, certain time periods, it's more expected that you would kind of improvise your own things. And other other time periods, it's more expected that you do what's on the page too. Yeah. Well, and just the, like musicality and, and the technical, yeah. you know, opera is so big and it's so beautiful. And it's uh, like, I don't think there's any denying that someone who does opera well is like, is very talented and and it's so cool to hear that that, that loud and mm -hmm. the you know the notes that fill the room and like you said go over an orchestra and it's so awesome um so I don't did you grow up in Nebraska or I always love hearing like why people choose to pursue like an artistic venture as a career in Nebraska because I don't think many people think that it's possible you know most people probably think if I want to go to opera I could have to go to New York or you know some other big city so what's your perspective of being an operatic art artist in Nebraska well this is my second year living in Nebraska I moved here uh directly from upstate New York but I'm from the Chicagoland area originally and uh one of the things that drew me to Nebraska actually was the opera program here. My husband, before I ever even met him, you know, 15 years ago, did his master's at UNL. Neither of us are from Nebraska, but he had a fantastic uh, experience here before we met. Um, and a lot of it had to do with the operas that he was in here at UNL Opera under the direction of Bill Shonas. And so that was one of the big pros when we were kind of deciding where we were going to be living two years ago in in coming to Nebraska was the opera program here. And, you know, in my experiences with with at the Golden Husk a couple of years ago, one of the things that I was just so grateful for was how excited people were about about opera there. Um, the chorus was absolutely fantastic. And 
I just, I am so appreciative of all of the uh, kind of underground opera fans that I have been finding all through Nebraska in, in my kind of limited experience thus far. It's about to get bigger, both, both revisiting Ord and then going to Scott's Bluff later in the month. So that's been really exciting for me. Oh, cool. I love how you guys are cultivating all these cool opera fans. And, um, you know, I can speak from personal experience. You know, I, I was a part of Amal and the Night Visitors when you guys came um, about a year and a half ago. And, and you know, I would, wouldn't have listened to opera before. And um, Bill was just so incredible and like right away gave this big grandiose speech on like what a mall meant to him and then to watch him coordinate 20 people who knew the songs but didn't know like the the flow of the stage and watching him in 30 minutes bring that all together I was just like this is incredible this program is really great and um yeah I I didn't know UNL Opera was so you know world-renowned or um so known for being so incredible so that's really cool Okay, so let's get into your show coming to the Husk um, on March 5th. So I'm gonna have to have you say it because I feel like I've been butchering the names. (laughs) (laughs) So we will be putting on La Traviata by Giuseppe Verdi. And it is the story of a uh, courtesan in the late 1800s, who already knows at the beginning of this opera that she has a terminal disease. Um, She has consumption. And she um, is at one of her own parties and partying like it is one of her last because she never knows when when it might be. And at this party, she's introduced to a young man named Alfredo, who she finds out while she has been sick, has been visiting her every single day and checking in on how she's been doing, but hasn't had the courage to actually go in and introduce himself. And so their mutual friend introduces them and they, Alfredo very quickly kind of breaks down her barriers and and she realizes that real love might be an option for her in her life. And, um, and so they fall in love and, and then you see them in, in the second act where Violetta has renounced all of her former riches and her partying lifestyle, and they, they've moved together in the country. And they are presumably kind of happily ever after until Alfredo's father shows up when Alfredo is out and says that he has another daughter who is engaged to be married and the family won't allow uh, the marriage knowing that her brother is with Violetta, who has had this previous life of of sin, quote unquote. And so uh, he asks Violetta if she will she will sacrifice her relationship with Alfredo for the sake of his family. And they go back and forth for a long time. And eventually Violetta realizes that she will die very soon. And this is something that she can she can give to the person that she loves. This will, will be her legacy. And so she decides to leave him but agrees not to tell him why. So the whole second half of the opera is people kind of grappling with this decision and Alfredo not understanding why Violetta's left, going through all of these stages of of kind of showing the worst versions of himself through his processing of this. And there's lots of drama. There are lots of big glitzy parties and fights and um, and reunions and uh, in the end, it's a, it's a very tragic ending, but it's also a very heartfelt ending that I think a lot of people will connect to in terms of how we want to be remembered and what types of love are 
we, we prioritize in our lives and all of it is against the backdrop of this just completely beautiful music. The, the score for this just really tugs at your heartstrings and, and all of these melodies that come back in these really meaningful ways throughout um, really just go directly to our hearts and our emotions. And so this is one of the most popular operas of all time. I think if you look at the statistics, it's like the second most produced opera in the history of all operas. And I think one of the reasons for it is because it's so universal. And we we see this plot in all kinds of pop culture references too. So like Moulin Rouge, for example, is loosely based on La Traviata. The movie Pretty Women with Julia Roberts is loosely based oh, yeah. on Traviata. In fact, she goes to Traviata in the movie that's the opera that she goes to. Oh, so wow. there's a lot of parallels that we can draw from to our lives too. But then it also is this totally escapist place where, you know, we have these huge glitzy ball gowns and champagne and, and waltzing and things like that too. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. <laughs> oh, fun. That sounds like a really great show that a lot of people could enjoy. So can you tell us a little bit about the performers who are going to be in the show? Sure, sure. Our Violetta is Margot Friedley, who was one of the mothers in the Amal and the Night Visitors this last year. I'm not sure if she went to Ord or not. I should have checked that before before this. But some some people may recognize her from this year's Amal and the Night Visitors. And then our Alfredo is Jehok Choi, uh, who is in his sec- the second year of his his doctorate. Margot's in her first. And then we have a reduced chorus and a reduced orchestra for this show because we're traveling with it. And so we've got about 15 people in the cast overall. And uh, we have a string quartet with piano that's conducted by Michael Cotton, who somehow will grow two more hands and will be able to play piano and conduct at the same time. He's he's amazing. And so he he will he will do that beautifully. Um, but he's really pulling double duty in this production as the music director, conductor, and as the pianist for it as well. That's cool because I think sometimes when you watch people like play an instrument, you're like, oh, they make it look so easy. I can do that. Not And then to watch someone be playing an instrument and conducting, I can't imagine yeah, how difficult absolutely. that's going to be. Well, and one of the really cool things about this production is that it's our first collaboration of UNL Opera with emerging media arts here at UNL. And so we've designed these sets so that, A, they're super portable so that we can take them all over Nebraska, but also so that they're super versatile. So they're the way that the set is constructed, it's three blank panels that kind of look like double windows, maybe, if, if they're just blank, but then they're on the back of them are projections. And so all of the set, all of the sets will be projected images onto these panels. And so it can change from not only from scene to scene, but also moment to moment in some places. And so because of that, we actually, a couple of weeks ago, we went into the the studio in emerging media within all of our hair and costumes and everything. And we did green screen filming. So we all um, did these certain scenes that that I had in mind in front of a green screen so that the faculty member that is in charge of that part of our set can insert whatever she wants as the backdrops. And and we can turn it into kind of dream sequences or if we want a crowd of people passing through the window, for example, we can have that. Uh, it's, I'm really excited about this part of it. I think it's going to be kind of groundbreaking for us, honestly. 
Yeah, that sounds really cool. Like, uh, you know, really capturing the audience with setting the scene and, you know, and even though the music and the, and the acting and everything is probably enough to get you there, but just having a cool scene. Yeah, that, that sounds really amazing. So what would you say the audience could expect from a show like this? I think that the audience can expect a lot of a lot of big contrasts, a lot of really beautifully sad moments, and then a lot of really upbeat festive moments, uh, big grand opera at its finest, right next to some very, very intimate moments between two people. Um, it really takes you in a lot of different directions in a in a beautiful way. And so I think that audiences can expect to be to be moved, to be entertained, and to be both transported and to find something that connects to them personally. Cool. I really like that. And um, you kind of mentioned this, but this show is traveling across the state. Where are you, where are you taking it all? So the Golden Hops will be our first stop in Ord next weekend. And then uh, we have spring break right in the middle of our tour, unfortunately. So we have a week off in between. But then after that, we'll be going to Lincoln North Star High School here in town. And then later that week, we'll be going all the way to Scott's Bluff, which I'm really excited about because I've never gotten to go to that area of the state yet. So that will be our final stop. You guys have a good, good view of Eastern yeah. Central Nebraska. Absolutely. Cool. So I feel like, you know, living in rural Nebraska, you don't really find people who listen to the opera. You know, most people are probably like, I listen to country, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you had to pitch this, some, this show to someone who's not a typical opera fan, why would you tell them that they should come? I think opera and country actually have a lot in common. I think country songs tend to have a lot of stories involved in them that really kind of tug at your heartstrings. And opera does the exact same thing. It's opera also just kind of explores a lot of different colors in the human voice uh, in a way that country does sometimes too. And sometimes those colors are totally on opposite ends of the spectrum. But other times, you know, we both kind of colors require you to kind of have that ping in your sound and so I I think that opera has lasted 400 years for a reason and it's because it's it's something that is really kind of direct like a direct conduit to who we are you know that the people that that first um, kind of developed what we think of as opera now developed it because they said that it was a way for us to have catharsis to be able to um, to show and process our emotions the way that they tried to kind of model it off the ancient Greeks who were like, this is a cathartic experience. And Mm -hmm. I think that's still true. I think that both singing opera and listening to opera can be really, truly cathartic. It can be something that allows us to feel our emotions in, in a new way or in a, in a, in a way that we don't always get to do in our everyday lives. And it's a unique opportunity that, that you're not going to have anywhere else. And so, yeah, I would encourage everybody to, to take a chance and, and to see what that's like. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a really great, great pitch there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly am excited and, and I am certainly a fan of UNL opera after seeing um, you guys at the, the Husk previously and, and the work you guys do. And, and, you know, even just hearing 
opera in the golden husk is a magical experience in and of itself. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited for this show and for you guys to come back to Ord. I'm excited too. You know, I, I loved being in the golden husk last, last time. Not only were the people in Ord so incredibly welcoming and wonderful, but the acoustics in that space are amazing. It's, it's so fun to actually just sing in the golden husk too. Yes. Yeah. And hearing opera for while sitting up in that balcony is probably one of the coolest experiences. Yeah. <laughs> you goosebumps hearing your whole brain probably explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, we're so excited to see you guys in Ord on March 5th. And thanks for interviewing with us. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Chamber Connections podcast. Don't forget to get your tickets to La Triviata by UNL Opera coming to the Golden Husk on Sunday, March 5th at 3 p.m. Visit the show notes for more information on UNL Opera and how to get your tickets for the show. 